Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's bonus episode of iCast Fireball, which we call Meet and Geek. My name is Jacob, a.k.a. Lance Thalen, who will be your host for these special episodes where we dive into the geekdom of each of our casts and how we have come to play in this game that we all love. Today's cast member in the spotlight is our guest cast member, the incredible, the amazing, the spontaneous, the ruinous, the everything. It's Josh. Josh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing so good, man. I'm doing so happy to be here. You, you, you just way overhyped me there. <laughs> that's that's my role. That's my role as the host. I hype you up so much <laughs> that it's only it's only downhill from here. <laughs> People really only listen to the first. I'm two so minutes of this. <laughs> I'm so pumped to like be doing as much as I, honestly. You guys are a blast, man. I hope. I hope I hope a ton of the sneak tech and Titans people come check you out and listen to everything you guys are doing. I'm telling you, we have loved every second of you being on it, and it has been unpredictable every every second. <laughs> it is what is Josh gonna do next? And oh my gosh, this is great. I feel like Thomas Thomas and Reed could uh, could sit down and have like a ther- a group therapy session. <laughs> therapy session of like DMing Josh. Group your plans. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think any DM could do that for any player. Oh yeah. Oh, I know yeah. I know I have heard so many horror stories from DMs and I think even the best players will give their DMs nightmares. I did an interview on a show uh, uh, another D&D show called How Not to DM. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. just like the the best name for uh, like a, a show to talk about dungeon mastering. There should be like a like a a, a spin-off show of how not to play D D. Because honestly, like there are more wrong ways, I feel like, to Dungeon Master. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's half of I think the fun of being a Dungeon Master is doing it wrong and muttering your way through. Well I think I think it's just it's just the malleableness. If you're willing to work with each other, it becomes beautiful. I, I am I know I am privileged to have Thomas as a great DM. You had Reed, who was amazing as well. Oh man, yeah. And I have heard also horror stories of, of DMs of in some groups where they're like, yeah, it didn't go so hot. I think, yeah, and even I feel like even good DMs have bad days. Like, is the you've got kind of the whole spectrum, but yeah, it, it's a human thing. And anytime it's you do something as a human, you're kind of introducing a lot of chaos. All right, from Josh, humans are chaos. That's our theme. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. All right, we're gonna get into some questions to get to know you, Josh, specifically your background around this. First thing is, how did you get into D&D? Everyone knows you from Sneak Attack or your own podcast with the Titans of Altera. What is your first experience with this? So uh, I grew up a very conservative Midwestern upbringing. And so you said sorry a lot to people. Yeah, like pretty much thought D&D was the devil. Uh, the same as like... Oh. I wasn't so bad. I have friends who grew up and like they were told that like Smurfs was bad. Uh, uh, they were told that Lion King, that Lion King was bad because Rafiki and like the yeah. And oh, so it's like oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Like so, I wasn't that sheltered, but fairly sheltered. And the Harry Potter book burning. 
No, we didn't burn books, man. No, no, no. My family liked books, and my parents really uh, like pushed us to make our own decisions. So that was awesome. I'm very I'm very grateful for that. Even though we were still pretty sheltered in terms of the people and environments we were in, always was encouraged to make our own choices. Anyhow, so I got into board games heavily in my 20s, and I my my buddy Reed. The two of us and another friend, we were we'd work on making our own board games for fun. Like every every week, we get together and just make board games. And I had this idea for a board game that was like Lord of the Rings, fantasy driven, where it's like different characters and they each and they, they move around on the board and they have different moves and abilities. And I'm telling Reed about it, and he goes, he goes, my guy, that's uh, that's D and D. Been done. I was like, mm, I don't think so. Because I'm, so. I'm a Christian, yeah. and uh, I think I would know if I was doing the devil's work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, lo and behold, uh, D and D's awesome, and uh, everything that I had been told, or like kind of like sideways told growing up in that evangelical church, was very wrong. In about a lot of things, but mostly D and D completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the that's the stem for the '80s. I mean, the recent. I don't know the if you watched this, the Satanic Panic. Recent, the yeah, the Satanic Panic. Stranger Things played off that. It's most recent season. Yeah, was on that idea, and I remember I watched it. I didn't grow up like I didn't have D and D around me, uh, so I never grew up with this like stigma over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember in college finding the old Tom Hanks movies, Mazes and Monsters. <laughs> and if you have never seen that movie, it's Tom Hanks when he was like, it's one of his first movies. I think it's on Amazon or it was on Amazon Prime. It is the most beautifully absurd thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it, it plays off the satanic panic of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. About this kid who starts playing the game Mazes and Monsters. And they're like, you're supposed to be in college. Get your life together. And he's like, this is where I'm happiest. And then he like goes crazy. Like he has like a mental breakdown. And, uh, he, start, no. and he like starts running through the streets of New York City, like imagining he's in this game. And it's just beautiful. He has the best monologue on top of this like building where he's like, where am I? Where is everybody? And it's just, it's just, in a, that's my terrible Tom Hanks impression. <laughs> the, uh, that's a great Tom Hanks impression. The, <laughs> you know, I I uh, I got my parents to play it, play D and D years years later after we started a podcast and all that. And so, in order to get them to play, my dad's a, a local church pastor. He was a traveling evangelist for a long time. Like, and so, like, uh, the there are certain the Christian style, that, not that a bump a little bit, but but uh, specifically in like one branch of the evangelical church. And uh, so there's like some circles where we were like semi famous. <laughs> like I could walk into a certain church and everyone would know who my dad was. And, uh, but anyhow, it was, it was a little weird, a little weird. So I, I knew that if I was going to get them to play, I'd have to do like my research. So I, I read up about the Satanic Panic. And man, it was all BS. It was all just absolutely like fabricated, like mm-hmm. fear mongering. Like it's like there was. The, like the moms against like Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. There was this like angry mom group. I've not heard about oh, that. Oh yeah, group. they they like made tracks and stuff. They were the ones that basically like pushed for legislation to ban books from schools, like the 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 D and D books from schools. The D and D books, yeah, or fantasy kind of series. In yeah, general, and the a lot of it just stemmed from one woman who lost her kid and refused to take any real agency in that and so just decided to blame her kid and on the world and 
like she fabricated like content from the books by chopping stuff up and rewriting words and then publishing mm-hmm. it in papers and like it was it died out pretty bad once people realized she was kind of a fraud and then i think D experience it's like it's it's re like so i i came into D in 20 2012 okay. which was uh it was kind of the just at the back end of fourth edition oh okay so i built a character in 4e and we we had a we had a game it was kind of a bunch of us who had never played before a bunch of us like my 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 brother uh some of our friends uh my friend reed and a lot actually if you know sneak attack Reed, the guy who DM Sneak Attack, he was our D, he was our first DM. He'd only played one other D and D game, but he was he had the most familiarity. He had a couple of the books, and uh, and then Mike and Danny and my brother Ricky, who my brother Ricky is in Titans, the Titans podcast, and Mike mm-hmm. and Danny are in Sneak Attack, and uh, and then a couple other friends that we brought in, and man, it was so much fun. We played mm-hmm. every week for like three years or whatever the like like wow. so we so we, we played we had so that game went from like 2012 to like 2015 ish i think maybe it puttered out in 2014 to 2015 but it was so much fun and i and when that game died the same way a lot of games die where the uh, schedule <laughs> yeah kills everything Scheduling. and i was really one of the only like I was so dedicated to being at every single session. I like I ran my day my days around like making sure I had time to be there. And so Reed and Danny, I think, were the ones who initially talked about maybe doing a podcast. And then Reed brought me in and was like, Hey, what do you think? And so I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. They brought in Mike, who was a like a professional, like one of the best designers in the state. And and like and they didn't bring him in because he's a designer. They brought him in because he's just a fun guy to hang out with. <laughs> So then we uh, we did our podcast uh, and, and we got my wife. We brought my wife in and and Kelsey was not going to play, but uh, she watched. She sat on the couch while the four of us would play D&D at the table. And she got into it just by watching when she realized how much of it was just like improv and acting kind of acting, joking with, around with like friends. Yeah. And being witty. And so she got super into it. And that was how Sneak Attack started. And we just we picked up a couple cheap mics in. Uh, in Reed's kitchen, which is a great place to record audio, and it's, great. it's the best. <laughs> uh, and it was funny that was so that was fifth edition just came out, so we got mm-hmm. into we started doing the podcast like just on the coattails of like Five E being released, and um, it was awesome. Like that was that was super fun, and I'm uh, I got I got hooked. I think it's it's tying your kind of religious background to D&D. I think I you can always trace like so many people to one DM cuz you're like me, Danny, da da da. It's really oh, yeah. who's starting it all. And I feel like it's like the genealogy of like a scripture like I am I am I am Jacob, son of Thomas. Son yes. of like you can yes. tie it to the first I am Josh DM. who was DM'd by Reed. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> it's just the genealogy of no, D&D is for all real. DMs like, just like branching out. So I did a I did a bunch of local games like with a with a couple different groups of friends mm-hmm. and uh and and almost every single one of those when I had to drop out they kept going and just made somebody else a DM and so it's like mm-hmm. there is like this in in our in like in Lincoln here Prodigy. in Nebraska there is this like family tree of dungeon masters like stretching down from Reed like it is that that is honestly what, what's so cool about this game mm-hmm. is it is such a word of mouth experiential thing you like you you create stories with people which is like we go to movies so that we can experience stories with people and then talk about those experiences together this is like that on steroids it is living the experiences in your 
in, in your imagination with people. And so you walk away with not just like shared stories that you can like remember together, but experiences and actions where it's like, oh, you did this, you did that. And yeah, it's uh, it's the best, man. That's why I, I honestly, I feel like podcasts, like actual plays is such a cool thing because mm-hmm. we're, all, we're like, we're getting to show I feel I, I feel like, and maybe this is putting too much clout on the medium, but like I think that actual play podcasts are a fundamental piece of the resurgence of Five E. The, oh, the, the grassroots community that got together and started making content. I mean, you got massive ones like Critical Role and um, what, what's the the McElroys? They got their uh, my brother, oh my brother, my gosh. me. Um, adventure zone like the the massive audience folk like they pulled in i think more people than anybody but i feel like the heat came from a bunch of smaller creators oh yeah getting attention in on it and everyone being like oh my gosh you can do this well i i think of it as it's like when you read a book you know one of your favorite childhood like books of of a story like a harry potter series or a lord of the rings and there can be some amazing adaptations don't get me wrong but like my wife worships the Harry Potter movies and books. She loves both of them. But I remember, I, I, I think that's what, and I'm tying it back to podcasts because when you see the medium for the first time of this story that you made up and imagined in your mind as you read, then you see it and you're like, eh, that's not quite how I pictured that. You right. Know? But with podcasting, it is keeping the fantasy element of these fantasy stories, of creating it like, of like again, with Sneak Attack, I'll bring back with with your characters and their look, you had in your mind an imagined look, but then so much fan art comes out oh of my all gosh. different looks and shapes, and and it's and it's all true because it's all in our mind. We don't have to have a finalized, permanent version of it that hey, this is the way they look, and so you have to do it this way. It, and I think that's why people gravitate toward. There's so many Five E podcasts now because, and so many follow followers and, and listeners and just fandoms because. It allows people to follow a story, but also create the story and the visuals in their mind as they listen to it. And then that way, they're becoming part of the creation itself, too. Yeah. And and in 2015, when we launched Sneak Attack, there was maybe 20 D&D podcasts. And the term actual play was not being used. No one even, no one had a name for what a D&D podcast was, which is crazy because that's just like eight years ago. And it's just commonplace now. Like, oh, yeah, I listen to this actual play. And, like, if anyone knows Dungeons & Dragons, they automatically know what you're talking about. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I listened to, uh, before we started recording ours, I listened to, like, the two that I, I checked out was, there. no, there were three. It was, like, Critical Hit, I think, was a D&D podcast. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, D&D UI. Have you ever heard of them? I have not heard of that one. Uh, it's Dungeons & Dragons under the influence, and they drink <laughs> during the game. <laughs> Uh, those guys it's, are OG, it's like drunk, man. It's like drunk history. <laughs> They've been around for a long time. The, oh, uh, and then, um, then there was one that had some actors in it. Oh, what was it? Uh, it had that guy that he kind of plays like doofy teachers. Uh, he's like, hey, everybody. I can't. I, it's a deep voice. I'm oh, I it. hate that I'm trying to like make his voice. But anyhow, there was there was one that had like a gosh, why can't I remember his name? Anyway, yeah, there's like one with some celebrities and then a couple other ones. But it was but none of them were were like were that big comparatively. I mean, podcasting was still not very big. Yeah, it was a very niche market at the time. Yeah. And now it's just exploded where anybody can be doing it, even random people doing it remotely. Oh, dude, 
all over. I mean, I mean, I'm I work I work full time at a podcast agency helping to produce podcasts for business to business companies. Like that's like there are agencies now <laughs> that do this specifically to help like, produce. Yeah. Them, yeah. It's so cool. All right. Well, we have another question, which kind of, we've kind of already talked a little bit about yeah, it. I feel like you asked me like one question and I gave you like a whole no, smorgasbord. That's, that's, that's the point of this is, is just to have an honest, organic discussion around. And, and we geeked out. Let, let's admit it. We geeked yeah, out about yeah. all, all those different things. So this is perfectly in line with the meet and geek. Huzzah. Huzzah. Uh, the second question we got is, what other interests or hobbies of geekdom do you have? We have Dungeons & Dragons, but there's other things. And what I specifically tie to this, I always bring up my own experiences. The first time I really experienced geekdom was, I don't know if you listened to my, I I briefly mentioned this in my own Meet & Geek episode, but was going to a movie theater, and I don't even remember the movie I was going to go see, but I watched, it was, I saw the trailer for Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings? And... Yeah, Lord of the Rings. It was oh, yeah. right when oh, the yeah. Fellowship was was coming out and the trailer was there. And I remember sitting there in the movie theater going, that looks stupid. Like, no. What are, those people are short. That guy, <laughs> that guy's got weird ears. Who's this guy with the long beard? This is going to be the dumbest movie. <laughs> Fast forward to it being released in theaters and somehow, some way, someone takes me to it. And me being like, <laughs> just like enthralled with it and that was the first time like I geeked about something my brother was way into Star Wars I, I was okay with Star Wars I was like hey this is a fun thing but I wasn't like geeked out tremendously about it Lord of the Rings was my first geek experience and so that's my que- that's where, why I bring that up is what are some things that you like can tie back to being like I remember this is what I just geek out about I love this so much yeah I mean the growing up it was Dragon Ball Z, Star Wars, um, like what else? Cartoons. We geeked out. Like my brother and I. I mean, my brother is the the major geek. Like he's the like he. Th- this is the dude who would make lists. Like it was like the like I got him into Naruto. Oh, okay. I got into Naruto in like late middle school, early high school, eighth grade, ninth grade. And I fell in love in an instant. Like the the the, the tournaments, the 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 like be stronger, like surge beyond your power. Like it was like I I it fed me so like in my soul. And I, I told him, I'm like, Ricky, you would love this. And he said, No way, it's dumb. It's such a nerdy anime thing. And like the big brother, you know, thing to do. And I said, Watch this one episode. You watch this one episode with me, man, and I'll get off your back. You just watch this one episode. And it was episode, I believe it was when, if anybody who's, who understands this, it's the first turn, the tune-in exams, I'm pretty sure. And it's when, it's it's it was either when, yeah, it was when uh, Naruto fought Gara, And it is, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think, in retrospect, I think the Rock Lee versus Gara fight was much, much better in terms of just like being epic and awesome. But the, but that was the one I had him watch, and he was he was in. Okay, so I don't, Jacob, I don't know if you know anything about Naruto. So there's there's jutsus and taijutsu and like uh, and sharingans and like, <laughs> like, oh, there's tons of different types of like magical abilities and and combat types. My brother like went so ham into like the nerdum for that after that he far exceeded me 
and had like he had whole binders full of like this is this character and these are their type of abilities and like he had it color coded and <laughs> like so honestly growing up I pretty much like there's there's few things that I can point to like that where like I got my brother into something for the most part he was the chief nerd and I just kind of like fed off of his nerddom you got the scraps and then yeah, just but I loved it there. it's like it's it was it was what got me into a lot of the things I like yeah that just reminds me of I know it, it was happened fairly recently where I was scrolling through and I've heard and I'm going to maybe I'm going to hurt some hearts or cause some controversy here I was scrolling through like just you know a social media thing and a video pops up with Titans not not Titans of Altera but like Titans like Attack of Titans and yeah. I, and I've heard so much about it and I watched like it was a 5 minute little clip and I was like this is so stupid I think this is how half of geek how half of geekdom starts, where you're like, judge it. This is so stupid. Because I was watching, and I'm like, this is so stupid. That's so dramatic. What are they talking about? Different kinds of titans. Let me go to YouTube. <laughs> and then Dude. I just fell down like a three hour rabbit hole of like, wait. So like, what happened to this one? <laughs> okay, so like my brother and I, we would we would watch Dragon Ball Z every day after school, and that was like mm-hmm. elementary school. Like like we tsunami. I don't know if you know tsunami is. Oh well, I, I yeah, I remember watching Dragon Ball Z. I remember vividly ingrained in my mind is when I'm forgetting the character's name, but he turns into a frog. I just remember like laughing my head off about that. Who <gasps> turned into a frog? It was one of the. I forgot. It was one of the guy. It was the guy. Oh who, oh, one of the Ginyu Force. So it was uh, Captain Ginyu. Yeah yeah yeah. And he turns into a frog, and I remember just laughing my head off about that. Yes, dude. <laughs> the the Namek saga is mm-hmm. the best, and the yeah, I, I that was so, uh, like seeing seeing Goku go Super Saiyan for the mm-hmm. first time. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like I my remember, little like I middle school head exploding. Uh, or the uh, Super Saiyan three was probably even like more intense. But uh, yeah, man, if if anybody is into D and D or uh, not D and D, uh, Dungeon, no, nah, oh my gosh, all the all the letters, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, D B Z. That's what I want to say. Like if 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 you haven't checked out DBZ abridged on YouTube, uh, you are you are missing out. Like so, like oh, I have to do it now. These super fans of Dragon Ball Z put together like a brief cut edit of the of every arc up to the Cell Saga, and uh, and they redubbed it. <laughs> it is like gold like i go back and watch that rather than watching the series because it's like all the feels and all and even more humor so yeah and really good voice acting actually that's awesome see see what fans can do it's just amazing oh yeah that's awesome i i love it well how did in this stuff you talking about kind of how some of your geekdom started and some things that you dove into how have you seen things that you have geeked out about bleed into your playing or participating or creating in Dungeons & Dragons. I already see a connection because I already mentioned Titans and you have Titans Volterra. Tack on Titans. Or uh, Titans <laughs> Volterra. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's always been... I feel like D&D has always been very anime. Like, it is very much power levels, uh, like, epic quests. I mean, I look back and it's like, yeah, I love... Like, it's it really is. It's me getting to live out some of those like epic adventures that I watched growing up in cartoons. And so mm-hmm. the, yeah, I, when I, when I picture like scenes of like games that I've either DM'd or I'm, or I played, 
it's always in an anime. It's in like that uh, um, that special kind of like animation. That's like oh, you yeah. know you know like when the uh, when an anime has like they have like the the budget saving animation where it's just the the clearly one still camera that's like just got the mouth moving and like maybe the background moves behind it. But then then there's a fight sequence and you clearly realize like half of that season's budget was on this one like uh, like ten minute fight sequence and it's like bonkers animated. We had to draw so much fire. Gosh dang. Dude. Oh, yeah. like, okay, like, if anybody looks this up, man, I'm just telling you, uh, Naruto versus Sasuke is when, when, when Sasuke, like, first leaves, they're fighting on the water. It is just, it's animated to the nines. It's amazing. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, here, we're getting to our final question here. I'm, Loving talking uh, about all this. Me. This is me. This is nerd. I can seriously, I can go that's, hard that on any of these things. <laughs> this episode, this episode is for you to be proud of all things you love and all things you dive heavy into. Our last question is connecting it back to this for our our, our podcast, the iCast Fireball podcast. Many of yeah, us yeah. have obviously, uh, we've heard the first episode of you getting into this, but we want to, and I know a little bit about this, but I might even learn some new facts. Why did you pick to join this campaign? I know Thomas, I mean, I know the briefest of things. I know Thomas messaged you, you had some communication there, and you're like, yeah, I'm on board for it. What made you kind of want to jump onto this campaign? And then second, your character, Ralph, without going too much into the specifics because that's for our Crunch Squad episode of what Ralph can do and things. Why, how did, were you, how did you go about forming the character, Ralph? So when, when we were putting out like an episode a week for Sneak Attack, kind of like, I would say like our podcasting heyday, it was exhausting. And, um, but we were also like much more popular than we'd ever been. And so like the, I got in, invites to, jump into everybody's podcast like they're like all like a bunch of everybody started doing podcasts and so i got tons of invites to like join in and guest on stuff and i turned almost all of them down i rarely jumped in like occasionally i think in 2018 maybe i jumped in on a couple we went on hiatus for like a, a half a year and uh, and so i did a i did a couple things but for the most part i just didn't guest a whole bunch and now it's kind of like that season's passed I'm doing Titans and we're doing like season three and we're going at a, like a super leisurely pace because of the pandemic just wiped us out. Like <laughs> it stopped sneak attack. We stopped producing sneak attack because of the, the pandemic Titans slowed down intensely. And the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at how much, how many listeners have just stuck around despite like how infrequent we post and how, uh, we just haven't gotten back up to speed like we were. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, when we were in our heyday, I, I was a, I was an independent freelancer doing post-production work in animation and motion design, and we didn't have a kid. <laughs> like, so it's like, I, like that was my life was output and like just making yeah. stuff and uh, spending my time on myself. And then the, this season of life, it's like I have less free time, but I feel like I'm more intentional with that free time than I've ever been. Like having a kid, it limits what you're capable of doing. Yes. But I feel like it. The best advice I ever got is from a, a YouTuber. <laughs> uh, best advice ever. His name's Belief in Fatherhood, and uh, or like I think his name's Belief, but the, but his channel's like Belief in Fatherhood. That's great. What's your name? Belief in Fatherhood. No, no. Like, what's crazy is I met him. I met him at a convention, and I had oh. no idea he was a YouTuber. He just started. Yeah. He he started talking to me, and I'm a I'm a mm -hmm. nobody, and so like he. Yeah. 
we're chatting it up and I said, we're, you know, we're thinking about having a kid, but I, it was a creator kind of thing. And I was like, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, but I want to, I want to create full time. I want to be like doing this stuff creatively. I want a creative career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if a kid like works into that. And he goes, Hey man, listen, like, here's, here's what I, here's my thing. Yes. You can't be as ambitious when you have kids, but you don't waste any time. Like what a kid does is it focuses you. You stop spending time doing things that don't matter and you only do things that matter. What really is worth my time because I have so few of it. Such, yeah, such and, and anybody who has kids, I feel like understands that. Like it, it gets pretty crystal clear. And what's interesting is on the creative side, I've become less enamored with publishing my stuff and so much more interested in supporting other people's stuff. And I love, I, I, I'm, I'm just not engaged on social media like I was. I don't spend half mm. as much time as I did before a kid on social media, which is where like, I think a lot of the attention is when you're, when you're making content. But I love jumping on and, and pumping up like people who are doing good stuff and like sharing things I love. And so I, I don't get as many invites to join in on stuff as I used to, but in the last like year and a half, I haven't turned down a single request. <laughs> like, I like anybody who reaches out to me, it's like, Hey, you want to do an episode? I'm like, I'm in and I'm in for as many as you want. Like <laughs> I will find the time. I will get that. That is what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Thomas told us like, Hey, I reached out to Josh and we're like, okay. <laughs> we're like, okay. Yeah. that He'll be like, well, thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> um, you know, like we just we we wrote it off almost immediately because we were we were just like he's because we knew like just based on like some of your posts and following Titans and stuff where like he's got a kid he's doing Titans he's you know he's got these things going on and we've never heard him guest on anything when we were listening <laughs> to Sneak Attack or anything so we're like this is so out there and then like a week later Thomas messaged us he's like Josh is in we're like Josh who and he's like the Josh. We're like, no, no way. We, we had, freaked out. Yeah. It's, it's so fun for me, man. So I, I honestly, if I had like an influx of dozens of people asking me, I'd have to get like pretty like particular. But honestly, at this point, like I'm, I'm like life's going well. I'm going mm-hmm. full time at the job. I can't output as much as I used to like personally, but it is, it's so much easier. Like if I'm not the one creating the content, <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so easy to just take but a couple hours. I mean, shout out to to Mickey and that Mickey Dude, spends hours doing the she editing did and things. So good, like she does such a good job with. She's you guys. incredible. She's incredible. It's like it's like her it's like her degree was around design and theater and stuff, which it was. <laughs> she's just amazing. She's just amazing. And I think I think I take the same attitude where I'm like record for a couple hours, you know, in our podcast and sweet. All right. What else can I go do? And then like Mickey's just like slaving over this, but <laughs> it's just, it's just pure. I can't give the editors of podcasts, especially if they're doing it independently, enough credit. It's yeah. crazy. But that that's uh, here's what I will say. I I haven't turned anybody down, but the, but mm-hmm. but I don't I don't promote everything that I'm that I guessed in as like as hard. <laughs> the I mean, there's some stuff I did like a couple years ago that. It was okay. It's just like the, uh, like for me, it has a lot more to do with the with who's creating it. Like if if I if I want to get if I want to really try and, like the the stuff I really enjoyed. I was on you know how not to DM. Shout out my man Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing he's doing great stuff, and that podcast is 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 blowing up. It's awesome to to see the cool people. He did some really like big interviews, 
and then he had to drop them because the, the people he interviewed did some said some bad stuff online. <laughs> And isn't that like, just like, it's like, oh, Mary, like you think you nailed something cool and then it goes south. And he just, he held character, kept putting out good stuff, putting the work. Uh, Then I I, I got another show that I'm guessing on. I don't think I can talk about it though, because episodes aren't out yet. But like the, with another, another cool indie podcast, that's like one dude who's running it and editing it and publishing it. And the, so yeah, man, I'm not, here's always out for like new stuff. And one of my favorite things is just getting to know people who are creating and what they're doing and 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 how they do it because everybody's different but we all kind of share that same scrappy roll your sleeves up just get stuff make stuff and then the the same kind of anxieties and fears and uncertainty of like putting out creative content and waiting to see what happens (laughs) so yeah it was it was easy yes with you guys and then the then after getting to know you guys after the first couple recordings i was like okay i'm in as long as you guys want me to be jumping in i'll jump in this was super fun yeah yeah well, we're just loving every every moment with you. And, and that brings us to the moments with you in this character. Ralph, what was your approach to not, again, not the mechanic side of it, not necessarily why'd you pick the class, why'd you do that? That's going to be more of a, a Crunch Squad episode, which Ned kind of gets into. But what the personality of Ralph, the personality, <laughs> the, the dynamics, how you approach kind of the character themselves, what, or I should say, how were you able to create this character? Um. So very much Ralph is uh, a fun character. It's just uh, like a, I'd say, when, so when, when I first started making characters for D&D, I made them very much like myself. It was a lawful good and sometimes religious. It was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was this, like, this is the rules. <laughs> you can rely on me. I'm there for you. And I'm loud and I'm intense. And you know, the very much Greg Stronghammer. Uh, the from sneak attack and uh, and then I when I started DMing for Titans, when you're the dungeon master, you're, you're everything. You're the good guys, the bad guys, the neutral characters, the weird uh, NPC that shows up. Yep. And I found myself really falling in love with uh, duplicitous characters. <laughs> I, it's like I love characters that have no real allegiances. And like, and like, but, but it's unclear if they're helpful or, or not, or if they're good guys or not. And like, I, I've just, I've, I've, I like love, I love those characters in books. I love those characters in movies and the, they've just become some, like an archetype that I've really, I enjoy portraying at, in, as a dungeon master, um, because it, it, it gives so much to me, it creates so much more dynamic with the players because you can't, it's not, you can't just easily go good guy bad guy like it's like the because you're a guy like you're ralph and that's the and that was very much a big inspiration for playing that type of character and it's he's an elf because i feel like we've swung so hard against playing elves (laughs) in the community (laughs) like because it really like like one of the first things yeah one of the first things you tell first time players is everybody always picks an elf magic user because like elf wizard is like min max blah 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 or or like a ranger and so the last couple times i've made characters i've made them elf magic users (laughs) because i'm like i just never did that i never played that it's always been like a a taboo for me and so now i want to i want to do it but i want to do it very like character uh flavor heavy rather than just like min maxing i want to like give them hiccups in their personality and so yeah so ralph ralph was very much he is a very aloof elf mage blade singer yeah he's um i'd say he's about as chaotic neutral as i've ever played a character i don't even know if i would 
I've played a lawful neutral character, but yeah, like the, I've even played like a chaotic evil, but like the, this is very, he's very like a chaotic neutral, very much just like in it for the ride and seeing where things go. Just following, following whatever carrot is in front of him. Oh, and we'll see, we'll see that play out. Well, we, I oh, think yeah. when this gets released, we've only had the first episode out, and no spoilers. But there's little hints. There's Ralph little hints. Definitely of his... goes where the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, in, in action and in conversation. <laughs> the, the episode, episode uh, fifty six, I think, was the one. The first, the first one is it fifty six? Fifty six. Yep. Yeah. 56. So it's episode fifty six. Joshua. <laughs> No. <laughs> That's what the title is. Oh, Joshua. man. <laughs> uh, but, like, there's this scene where uh, you and I are talking, and uh, <laughs> and I look, I'm kind of saying, like, listen, you just give me a few minutes with these kids, and I'll get whatever information's out of them, no worries. And you're like, are you going to hurt them? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I will hurt them. <laughs> it's so interesting. That's funny because I, again, don't want to spoil anything. I, Lance Thalen is a neutral character as well. He's true neutral. Okay, okay. Um, but things have, I think he might have changed a little bit as the podcast has kind of kept going, but I think that... That second N is turning a little good. Like, it's like, yeah. it's a, yeah. It, But it explains the, it explains the dynamic, though, that will develop between Ralph and Lance because it's kind of like, what are you doing? I'm doing what I want to do. What are you doing? I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> That's about it. Like it's very like, like, hey, your your interest is not my interest. How are we gonna do this? And it's, <laughs> it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's to play super it fun, out. man. It's been a blast. Like I love that we've we we're so far. We've already like gone through that arc more or less. But yeah, it's oh, yeah. Uh, it was a blast, man. And I like that. I like that our characters kind of played off each other quite a bit. Oh yeah, it's it's fun. I just encourage everyone if you've stuck around, obviously. If you've listened to that third episode with Josh, it gets better and it gets crazier and it gets funnier and it gets unpredictable <laughs> in how things are going down. And it's beautiful. I got to shout out Reed, the Dungeon Master Sneak Attack, because one, he taught me how to DM. Two, he's the one that really taught me the value in an incohesive D&D party. Like, a, like the, you, you really, like, at least where, where you start out where not everybody's gelled where it's like there's there's still some like dissension within the group and you create there's this disagreements there's arguments there's yeah what are you doing over there yeah and so it's kind of fun because i'm sure i know like your guys's party the three of you have had that kind of like learning to work with each other figure each other out and then maybe like things are starting to work and then this this wrench comes into the <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> of Ralph uh-huh. to yep. just go like, man, I'm going to screw things up a little bit. And then I'm going to try something different. Yeah. It's great. I've always maintained that because we, we try and base our podcast off improv principles and we have the yes and is so true. And I think these two things can coexist, even though they can come into conflict. I think you can do yes and, but I think there's also a beautiful principle in storytelling where it's character or conflict breeds character. Yeah. You oh, get yeah. More from a character out of anything with conflict. Conflict will really show you, one, who the character is, and two, where you could take them from where they've been. Well, and it's, it's uh, like, some, some great improv is just the whole, where it's like, okay, so your character wants to go swimming with the other character, and then you talk to the other person, and your character is deathly afraid of water. 
go. And it's like you can yes and, but there's conflict. There's very clear yep. conflict that that is being played into that yes and experience. Uh, that's not just like people saying no every time, but there's this weird give and take of trying to push each other towards your own goal. Oh yeah, it's super so fun. fun. You guys do a great job. Thank you. And we again, I've said it a couple times. We are so appreciative of you being on. We're having a ball. I hope everyone listening is having a ball. <laughs> we thank you so much, Josh, for for not only being a part of our story, but also taking some time on the side to talk a little bit behind the scenes so we can get to know Josh the geek. Dude, thanks for asking questions. And legitimately, if anybody wants to talk uh, anime, if anyone wants to talk uh, <laughs> board games, D&D, hit me up. I love it. Well, thank you again, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, special offshoot, Meet and Geek. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed talking about all things geekdom, nerding out, and just loving the passionate things we're into. From wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a review. It helps boost the ratings, and we just want to make sure it gets into other people's feeds. We're loving this idea. We're already actually seeing an increase with Josh's first episode out. We've had actually a big, all of a sudden, increase in our first downloads, our first episode downloads that we haven't seen bumped up in a while. So get the word out there. We are loving more and more people tagging onto the iCast Fireball train. If you want to write something a little bit longer of a review, or you just want to give us a little bit more of a personal message, you can always email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and again, we want to get the word out there so we can set this podcast on fire. All puns intended right there. Now, to get the most recent up-to-date content from us, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter under the handle iCastFireball20. It's iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of a coming episodes we had a fun week-long hint of uh that was posted every day on our stories of who our guest could be finding out it's josh in the end that's where you can get all things iCast Fireball, also behind the scenes and just fun little things we find. Quick shout out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a term being the game master. He has these mini one-month adventures that are fun, and they have their continuing Avatar Legends campaign, which is just amazing. Again, we've, we've talked about anime this whole episode. If you like, obviously, Avatar Go check this out. This is an incredible story that they're creating over there. And also, we want to give a shout-out for Josh here. Josh, what do you got to shout-out to the people? Uh, hey, uh, check out Titans of Altera. We're uh, we're still coming out with Season 3. We just got an editor, and so uh, we're going to be start, we're gonna start putting out episodes on a consistent basis soon. And uh, right now, it's been kind of once a month or so, but we've got six in the wings, and we're publishing them as soon as we get them edited. So yeah, check out Titans. Uh, we got two seasons complete. Or you can check out Sneak Attack. Literally over, I think, around like 200 episodes of uh, of content there that you can go check out. And uh, some of it is poor, not as great audio as we do now, but... <laughs> It's, it's a, beautiful. Even it's a full arc. arc. You can check out a yes. full story arc. Yeah, that's like that's that, that actually finished. In flaw, there is beauty. It's amazing. It's Again, great, man. I've I've never laughed as much as I have doing sneak attack. It is one of the most fun D and D experiences of my life, for sure. It is amazing. Everyone, go check these two out. Literally, they have inspired us to do this one. So if you have never heard of them, go check them out. They are 
they are the masters of what we are even trying to do here. Lastly, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. Until next time, I am Jacob, your host for Meet and Geek. And again, we give a shout out to our guest, Josh. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good night, everyone. 